Good morning, podcast listeners. This is James Jeffries, your host of The Rabbit Hole, uh, Season 3, Episode 6. Um, what I wanted to do today was just talk about family. And I'm not talking about the family, the family that you're born into uh, and the family that you choose and then uh, the whole nature of this uh, traditional family. Um, and also about the beliefs that people have about family. Like, when when I was a kid, my mom and dad were married. Uh, my mom had had my older sister before she married my dad, but I was the baby, so there was a lot of shit that happened that I wasn't present for. And I never saw her as anything other than my sister and my big sister and basically like my half a mama because she did a lot of mommy things for me. Uh, truly a blessing for me and all that. But then you're thinking about just the DNA, right? So she only had my mom's DNA and not both parents. So she was my technically my half sister. Well, maybe that's the reason why we got along. But then I think my other sister, Bernalee, she is fully my sister. And we, we never really fight or don't get along. But I think it's just because, um, I don't know exactly, but we we always got along. And she, my big sister, Bernalee, she looked out for me too. So basically I had like three moms, you know, which was good. Um, and then there's my brother, uh, the original thought criminal, which I like to say, because season two, we called it thought criminal and I ripped it off from him. He let me know a couple times that I should have never done that, blah, blah, blah. And that he actually got the tattoos thought and criminal on both of his forearms. So he really married that idea. So I was like, Hey man, this just the name of my season two, uh, podcast. So I've got to change it every Every, I feel like I have to change it every season, and I kind of decide when this season's over and we're starting a new one. Um, but uh, just talking about family and the, the people that you choose and the people that you don't choose to be your family. Um, I meet a lot of younger people who now have created nuclear families with their friends, and that's kind of the way that a lot of these communes would get started too, you know? Uh, and I get that. There's a there's a freeing idea to that. Um, <clears throat> but I'm struggling really hard to try to hold my traditional family together. Um, I'm struggling. And it's because there's the idea, I've got it in my mind, that there's the daddy and then there's the mommy, and then there's the kids, and there's supposed to be a certain hierarchy and checks and balances and stuff like that. And it's because I'm an asshole that I believe this stuff, but I still believe it because I watched Donna Reed when I was a kid, and it was too much, it was older for me to be watching, but I still watched it. I watched my two sons. I think it was my three sons. Yeah, my three sons, sorry. There was a single dad, I think, taking care of boys, which that was kind of like, my three sons was uh, risque, I think, for the time. But it was a, it was kind of it was odd enough to say, "Well, the mother passed away. What are you going to do?" Kind of like Andy Griffith, you know, which is cool. Uh, 
that's non-traditional family, but it's not the kind of non-traditional family that is happening now. And I don't have a problem like with any of that. Like I love the idea if like as a door-to-door salesperson and I sell cable internet and stuff, I tend to ask questions about how many people live in the house, who's using this and and everybody seems to be, have different arrangements. Like the kids moved back home, uh, or aunt is living with, with the family or a cousin is living there now or somebody else. And it's just a different, it's a, it's a different thing. I believe in energy. I believe in energy exchange. And I believe that, uh, that when everything just works because it works, it's great. But family, it's not like that. You know, you, you don't get to just start a group of a family and uh, comprised of just your friends unless something tragic happened when you were young and you lost everybody. And then you had to kind of go out and ser- be a surrogate and build your own. And you could attract whatever you want, attract the kind of people you want in your life. But like I said, uh, there is something that is wrong with in today's society with my ideas and views. Uh, I'm kind of burying the lead here, but it used to be that the dad was in charge. The mom was in charge of the house and she was pretty much made most of the decisions and real discipline would be handed out by the father, but it was because the mom told the father what to do and he wasn't out there doing, he wasn't doing stuff on his own. He was working with her and there was a consistency and a a structure. Well, whenever, whenever the kids can find a way to divide the parents and I, 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 I can honestly say I have opened that up because I'm a jackass and I say things off the cuff and I say things that maybe shouldn't have been said. I'm just kind of in the moment all the time. Uh, so it is what it is. So once that divide has started, now the mom feels like she has to do it all by herself and she can't trust you anymore. And now you're putting so much pressure on her. And then the kids continue to get older and older, but they're not learning or growing in such a way, in, in the ways that they should. And they can always blame the father for messing up or whatever. But then you're just like, hey, do I get any credit for still being here after 25 years and, you know, and trying and doing everything I can to hold my family together? And I'm, I don't know. I think that people, especially now, everybody's looking for an excuse on why they, they have shortcomings. I mean, mom and dad are like the best people to blame right now. I mean, like that's people, people are learning how to get things from people by telling them their story. Now, I haven't really told my story and maybe there'll be a time for that, but I've had people tell me their stories because I talk to a lot of strangers and whatever. And sometimes you know that people are telling a story they've told a hundred times, but this is the first time you're ever hearing it. And you say, well, shit, I've only known this person for like 20 minutes. You know, we've been hanging out and talking. We have a decent conversation. Now they're telling me their story. And then I'll listen to what they're saying, but I'll also do that thing that I've always done, which probably makes me an asshole. But I'm like, why are they fucking telling me this? Why are they telling me what their dad did to them? Why are they telling me what their mother did to them at a young age? Why are they telling me uh, all this personal, deep, what I consider deeply personal stuff? And sometimes they're just doing it because they want to get it out there. Sometimes they're processing it. 
again and again to figure out what it is. Sometimes they're writing the narrative. They're writing the story, but it's not the story that really happened. And it's who am I to know? I can't tell them they're wrong about their story. I just have to listen to their story, which is fine. Um, I don't know if I'm the best person for people to tell their stories to, but people still do. And I, I appreciate it when people do. But I'm not really a secrets kind of guy. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a pri- a private kind of person when it comes to that. The only thing that I'm even remotely private about is like the type of porn that I like, which I did do an episode where I talked about the type of porn that I liked. And literally, it bothered me so much because I was like, "Man, I've said too much on this episode." <laughs> and uh, that episode keeps it got published and then unpublished. I was thinking about whether or not to edit parts of it out, and then I realized that was going to be a lot of work. I have to go in, and I don't want to ever do that with this show. That's one of the things. I mean, this show is not going to be the greatest quality podcast you've ever listened to, and the reason why that is is because it's literally just stream of consciousness. The only time it's not stream of consciousness is whenever I get a good co-host who can keep me on task, which is nice, but the people that that I pick in my life, my friends, I respect my friends for different reasons. And that's, what's good about that. But getting back to the family, it is so important that the family have a central theme like God that they all have. It makes it easier to keep the unit functioning. Even if it's just that mama has the God card she can play that keeps the kids from doing the things that are going to put their life into a tailspin or whatever it is. But it has to be deeply rooted and it has to be part of a belief system that the kids have that they don't really even question because it's how it's always been. That's traditions. Then you have this whole new culture that's all about breaking traditions, breaking traditions. Traditions, somebody told me, my buddy Cheese, he told me that traditions are just uh, guilt put on us by dead people. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. You want to look at it that way and you want to go through life where you want to have a life where there are no traditions, then you don't know what you're doing. Then you're just, you're just untethered, just out there, just, just floating through the world, doing whatever you want to do. And that's good to a point, but it's good for them. If that's what they want, I guess that's the point is that this world is big enough for everybody to be able to do what they want to do. But the problem is, is that I still want this traditional family. And I have to give up on it. Uh, even though I'm, we've stayed together and we've got uh, the 2.5 kids, you know, the, uh, the long marriage. I mean, uh, all those things make it traditional, I guess. But I took the church out of my family uh, about 10 years ago, about 10 years ago, I just eight, nine, maybe eight, nine, ten, 10 years ago. I was just like, you know, we don't have to go to church anymore. If we don't want to go, I wasn't making the family go to church anymore. The wife wasn't making anybody go to church anymore. And the kids just stopped going to church. Churches lost. We, we lost that Obviously, the kids got angsty, but they were angsty because they were teens, right? 
that's the good thing about church is it really does help with that. I really do believe that uh, whatever choice you choose to believe, whatever God you choose to believe or whatever, mostly it's good because most people are good. And most people, evil people are going to use whatever tool they have to do evil. And you can do evil with any religion, but sometimes the the religion itself was written wrong. You know, like I play this game like called Magic the Gathering, and they'll introduce a new card to the game, and they'll put some a list of abilities where when this happens, then this happens. And then you realize with the synergy of the game, some cards they call are just broken. So in other words, what that means is that because of this, because of it interacts with these cards that do this, and there's an, an abundance of these cards that are going to randomly show up, it's going to, you're going to be able to synergize that deck to do things that are above like magic. And that's what it's called magic. So, so things start happening that are just unstoppable and then they have to check it and they have to check and check and balance that. Um, but that's what happens with religions too, because when you write a religion, you're basically making a set of rules and you're making a set of ideas. Uh, but then they have a few things that are problematic, like the Islamic issue, uh, where that there's an angel that follows you around that keeps track of all the good stuff you do, and there's an angel that follows you around and keeps track of all the bad stuff you do. And then at the end of it, I think this is ripped off from the Egyptian religions, where they weigh it against uh, they 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 you you weigh it against that when you die you weigh your goods and your bad deeds and whichever way the scale tips is where you go so you either go to the good place or the bad place well the whole thing is is they don't tell you that what a sin it is to be born gay <laughs> they don't tell you how sinful it is uh they don't really have forgiveness per se i think that uh their forgiveness is just based on the scale. So if you do something bad, you have to do something good to outweigh it. Well, how do you outweigh? Is does does each sin have exactly one point, and each negative point, and each uh, non-sin or good deed have exactly a positive point? Right. That's the point. Is we don't know, and that people don't know, and no matter what religion they're in. So now you've got this confusion. And then I think about the what all the terrorists and all the bombers had in common the day before or week, weeks before they did what they did. They were all in these debaucherous situations in their lives. They were doing everything that they thought was a sin, maybe having sex with kids, having sex with goats, doing craziness, just crazy, like whatever you would think is crazy. And one man's crazy is another man's every day. So I, I'm not even going to be in that place, but I'm just telling you, that based on that set of beliefs, they will introduce all this stuff to them because they'll know whether they want to do it or not. Once you've done this, there's no going back. And then here's the final part. If you don't know, Islam gets it. You don't have to worry about the scale anymore if you've had lived an entire life of sin, but you go out killing the infidel. You get a free pass. And the infidel is me. I'm the infidel. I'm a white male born in America, um, now I'm kind of, they would call me a witch maybe. I don't even know what they would call me now because I'm not a Christian, um, but I'm still the infidel. Killing me is good enough to get somebody 
to heaven according to that religion. That's the flaw. That's the broken part of it. And it works for societies that are built on that idea. But what about whole societies that have been built on more free ideas? They're under danger. So that's the whole thing about religion is that you need to isolate people with religion. And that's the thing about religion is that it does do that. So I'm going through all this and I'm letting my kids know all this new stuff that I'm finding out about religion because I'm an asshole or an idiot. And I don't know that you shouldn't tell kids things. They always say, well, don't tell kids things because they can't deal with it. And maybe I should have understood that and let them figure it out on their own. But to me, it always felt like a sin or wrong to allow someone to believe something fake. But at the same time, you're taking away their happiness. You're stealing their joy because you can have joy in Jesus. You can have joy even in Allah. You can have joy in the, 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 the Jewish faith or whatever faith there is. You can have joy in that because you can rest in it. You can be assured that you're checking the boxes. That's really what it's about. It's saying, hey, we can, we got you covered. Just check these boxes and your, your eternal spirit is, is in good shape. So you, you, th- this life is good and you can make this life as good as you want. But when you go, you're going to have an eternity of whatever you've created through this. Well, what if it's really bad? So maybe it's good that Islam wrote their way they, they, they wrote a way in to where you could just kill the infidel. But Christianity said, no, you just have to say, believe that Jesus died for your sins and that his, his blood was a shed for you and your sins. So he's an intercessor and you get to go to heaven now, whether God likes you or not. But here's the weird thing. The Islamic God and the, and the Jewish God and the Christian God, it's all the same God. They just all have different ways of dealing with that God. So... Jewish faith has the atonement, which is a day of atonement, which means their sins never go away, but they can cover their sin and they can still go to heaven. But it's only one day a year. It's a holy day and it's a day of reckoning and accounting for all of the bad you've done that year. What if you forget? You must not ever forget the sin you committed. And that's pretty bad too. And then in the Christian faith, it teaches that Jesus or Jesus makes it possible for God to forget and for God to put your name back in the Lamb's Book of Life, which they talk about that. The book the book is all the people who got the golden ticket who get to go to heaven. And then they talk about the other place. And there's a lot of there's a lot of debates about that. But I'm just getting at back to my original point. As confusing as religion can be at times it is very important to hold together a traditional family. And I have noticed without religion, it has been hard to have that traditional family unit together. All the, the those bad things like the man should be in charge. Maybe the man doesn't have to be in charge. But if the man's not in charge, the man shouldn't have to feel like a piece of shit for not being in charge. And he also should not have to filter his whole world so that nobody's around to see what a cuck he has become, is whatever the term is, is if you allow your your children to run your family, which is not necessarily happening in my home, but my kids are almost grown. I mean, my baby is 16. My baby is, she's a grown woman in Mexico right now. Probably already had a couple of kids, you know. In Mexico, their culture is different, you know. 
and it's not that far from here. Um, Latin American countries of all kinds. You know, 16 is, you know, you're a woman now. 100 years ago, 16 was definitely a woman now. So, yeah, so my kids are almost grown. It doesn't mean that I, I can't, that I have to stop worrying about them. It just means, or, or trying to help my kids, which I always will. I mean, until I die, I want the best for my kids. But I also know that the best for my kids is not enablement, and they are getting enabled. Whenever they're being enabled, I realize that too. And I know that it's tough love. And just because I didn't have, I had a, a bad mom who would always give me bad advice and give me, give me money when I should have been having to work for it uh, or help to cover my mistakes whenever I did something really stupid, like spent my rent money on something that I shouldn't have spent it on, then mama was there to bail me out. And I never learned any lesson except that when you fuck up, you call mama. That's a terrible lesson to learn because my mom died at 62. She was pretty young when she she went. And she went suddenly. My, uh, my dad died at 52. My dad never taught me that lesson. My dad taught me the lesson growing up that he was not going to live, that he was going to die. He determined to kill himself, I believe, uh, that that's what happened. But I can't guarantee that. But he did it with bad choices and whatever. But he also talked that negative talk all the time about dying. And he got what he talked about. He died. He died literally right after I turned 21. A couple of months after I turned 21. And I was his baby, so... You know... Makes sense if you've been waiting to die your whole life and you've been preparing me for your death. Like, my dad always prepared me for... I'm not going to be around forever. I've been rode hard and put up wet. All the different things that he would say. And he wound up dying of complications of obesity, diabetes, and alcohol. You know, And then also a botched surgery that he never did anything about because whenever he'd experience weird gastrointestinal issues, he would just let it pass until it finally killed him. We have medical advancements. People that want to live can live. People who look online and say, I know this is an issue. We need to get this fi- this fixed. They've got a pretty good chance of getting it all fixed. I mean, especially if you have really good insurance. It's really sad that people are making life or death decisions based on copays or based on what time of the year it is because their insurance company doesn't cover everything. And that is true. We need to address that so where people no longer have to make those decisions. But when you do that, you're changing the system to a point to where it gets a little bit worse for everybody, but for at least half the country, it gets better. You know, for the bottom half, it gets better for the middle, you know, you know, and, and so on and so forth. But for the super rich, they still going to want their own and they're going to find their own people anyway. They're going to find the best doctor, the best of the best, and they're going to open up private practices. But if those are deemed illegal, is that how they would do it? If they socialize our medicine, make it illegal to have a private practice where a doctor can give the best possible care to the super rich? Because that's all they want. I mean, if I was super rich, I would want that. But you have it just by nature. You can't let everybody go to that doctor. Else you, you never have time for you to do what you want. And you have to pay them enough, pay them enough to where they uh, uh, are do a good job for you. You know, so I don't know. So I'm just kind of ranting here and talking about family and how religion is really important. 
the family, whichever one you choose. And right now, I would have to say that the United States of America is more godless than it's ever been. But that's that's opened up a big vacuum, right? Something's going to fill it in. I, I really thought that the virtue signaling thing brought on by COVID was the thing that was filling that vacuum because now... And there's some people out there that really believe that their belief system is based on humanism, which I'm okay with that. I mean, I'm a humanist myself, but it can lead down a road of not have of the, the the road of least resistance, the load the, the road of not having to make sacrifices. And there's a certain group of people out there who have a strong belief that you don't get what you want in this world unless you work hard. And if they see you getting something in this life without working hard for it, then they are naturally going to be haters against you. And sometimes they will just plot against you. And people have any position of power that they have. I see it all the time. The lady behind the counter at the fucking DMV will utilize, will use her power to punish someone who she deems whatever. Or sometimes she just does it. You think, you ever work with you ever you ever get somebody on the phone and you know that this customer service person is out to fuck you? They're not working with you, they're working against you. Well, trust me, they know it too. They do that for a living. They don't know they're working against people. That's the whole thing. So I tended to call in customer service, not hear what I wanted, hang up on them, call back, get somebody else, ask for a supervisor, continue to do that. But then now you're the asshole. You know, and that's the whole thing is that people are always going to use whatever little bit of power that they have uh, to exert it on the people that are unbalanced, you know, people that that have these kinds of thoughts. Um, I like the easy way. I don't like to have to work too hard whenever I have to work too hard for something, then its value changes to me. You know, it's like, wow, you know, yeah, fine. I got this, but look at all I had to do to get it. Was the juice worth the squeeze? I know I've used that now three episodes. It's a good one. But that's true. Is it worth it? Was it worth it? Sometimes It's usually worth it, you know. But sometimes if you just handed something, it's bad. But if you have a belief system based on that it's coming from source, it's coming from source energy, which is something you're manifesting, then you can then you almost can feel entitled to things that you didn't even work for, which is what's happening with millennials right now. They, they get things they don't have to work for and they don't understand how to do it. Uh, the way you do it is you find a, the way we did it. They keep saying it's a different world. Now you can't do it this way. Well, the way that we did it back in the day when I was a kid was we had to get out, get our own car, get affordable insurance as affordable as we could get a job, work enough hours, find a person to live with. Most of the time that person was a person we were either going to marry or planning to marry if we weren't, you know, gay, which back then it really sucked for gay people. But now gay people can get married. They can literally have a traditional life. They have to adopt their children, of course. I mean, biology is still getting in the way, but they can do it. And I'm fine with that. Uh, I'm completely happy about that world uh, where people are going to build these families. That's what I want to see is I want to see families that are built because people love each other. That's what, that's, what's nice. You know, that's my, that's my happy thing when it comes to family, but I'm just, I guess the, the main point of this whole rant is just to say how, how that we're losing, we're losing, uh, faith in this country and I'm not here trying to advocate for one over another. 
but we need some faith again. What are we going to have faith in? I mean, I love the idea of President Trump. President Trump is a fucking jackass. Um, I love the idea of groups like the Proud Boys, but what they become is something way worse. The idea, the original founding ideas, well, people are going to take it and and twist it and and make it their own, and the people that are going to listen to that and, and move into that. Well, there's... That's the whole thing is about fear loss. If you make a club that's for men by men, you know, then there are going to be anti-feminist, uh, which that's what they are. They're not a racist group. It just so happens that a lot of racists tend to also not like women as much. <laughs> you know, and I'm not trying to, I'm just saying the idea of the Proud Boys, I want it to exist. I don't want the Proud Boys, groups like the Proud Boys to have to, to disappear from the world just because they're censoring them. You know, I want them to disappear from the world because everybody knows what it is. And people have to admit who they are. And that's the whole thing. I want everybody, I want everything to be more real. You know, like, hey, this group, the foundational ideas of our group, and then they have to have to constantly have meetings and go, is this part of our what we wanted? Is this part of what we wanted? And you have to disavow things. You have to constantly do that because now you've created this big group and you got people out there doing stuff. But people aren't going to listen that are not in your group. If their goal is to just discredit your group, then they're just going to get their point out. They're going to talk to their people. And it really doesn't even matter if the other side cares or listens. And that's what the news has done. And that's fucking scary. That's also affecting families in this country. Which news people watch? If the wife watches CNN and the husband watches Fox News, then they are not going to be in alignment. And that's sad. That is sad. They're going to think different things about the world. That is sad. Because I think news is very important. But I think the important news is the stuff that involves politics. But I also think that the news should be a lot more boring and it should be making a lot less statements about the way we should think about things and they should be more doing more of statements about what occurred, what happened today. Not why it happened, but what happened. And then if you tell that part of it, you need to also tell the other part of it with it or balance the two so that when you tell it, you only have to tell it once. Don't tell me the left perspective bias and then tell me the right perspective bias. And then hopefully you were, you stuck around for both segments. So you got the balance. No, you balance it before you even fucking talk. And the the best way to do it is to just be informative. The news should be informative only should not be fun. It should be boring. Then it should be a necessary thing for people who think it's necessary the news should not be so fucking entertaining. The United States is like a fucking reality show right now. They're watching what's going on in America all over the world. So things are going to change. Things are definitely changing. Things were supposed to change. It's 2020. You know, it was 2020. Things were supposed to change. Uh, the virus coming in. 
uh, and then the mutations and all the things that the media is saying. Look, if they just want us to do this uh, vaccine, then let's just do the vaccine, right? Because we don't have any choice. We're part of this government. They're telling us the vaccine's safe. Let's just take the vaccine, see what happens. Uh, I don't know how many panels of scientists are going to tell me the vaccine's safe. I think that there's going to be a lot of a lot of doctors that are saying it's better for you to take it than not take it. So I'm just going to take the vaccine. But I ultimately don't know. We didn't know the effects of social media until 15 20 years later, you know, or, you know, 15, 10, 15 years later, we started to see how it's changed an entire generation. And it's in, and it's going to be sad unless there's, unless the only way we could have really changed this whole thing was kept the age of adulthood at 18, uh, instead of moving it to 26, uh, that's what Obama pulled off. Obama was able to keep kids kids till they're 26 instead of 18. <sighs> Thanks a lot, Obama. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I voted for Obama, actually. Uh, I do believe that in recent history, Obama was probably the first president that we'd had in recent history that did not really like America as it is. He wanted a different America than what we had, and he saw it, and he was able to make some changes, but he was not coming in to that office in the same way that other people might, where they're like, man, I get to be the the the, the, the leader of the free world, and this is such a great country, and all that. It's, it wasn't that. It was that I finally got to the top of this fucking twisted organization, and I'm going to try to make it, change it for the better. I don't know. I don't know if that's the best way to be, but it is what it is. He was the most popular president in recent history. Joe Biden got to ride on some of that coattails. The coronavirus definitely helped him. So they're going to need to keep that shit around for the next few election cycles because apparently the Corona, the Corona was a winner for Dems. Uh, so when you incentivize people to keep a virus around, it's not going to go away. And also, you got people that are just, uh, I'm not going to do it. Like, whenever I see somebody walking around with their mask on, but their nose popped out of their mask, and they walk near me, I just look at them like, you stupid motherfucker. Just don't wear your mask. Just don't wear your mask. If you're an, you know, whatever, just don't wear it. I mean, but then I'm wrong, because maybe they have a respiratory problem. But mostly, they just look like a fucking dumbass. Like when I was a fucking 12-year-old kid and I was smoking cigarettes thinking I was cool. I wasn't cool. I looked just as fucking stupid as these fucking assholes walking around with their noses popped out of their masks. They're fucking idiots. Like, you're going to wear a mask or you're not going to wear a mask? Just don't wear a mask. You'll look less stupid. I mean, people at least know who they're dealing with. You know, it is what it is. So, yeah, um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this one up. Um, just had a little bit of energy to burn off this morning. I've got other stuff I need to do. (sighs) Thank you guys for listening to me rant and I'll see you on another episode of, or I'll talk to you on another episode of, uh, thought criminal slash now the rabbit hole (laughs) out.